Hello and welcome to Connected, a podcast about people, ideas, marketing, technology and everything that's good. I'm ASD, a digital man here at Mediacom. Hello, I'm Sue Uniman, Chief Transformation Officer at Mediacom. And I'm very excited to say joining us in the studio is James Wildman, Hearst CEO, UK CEO. How are you doing? Very well, thank you, Andrew. Hello to you and hello to Sue. Thank you for having me. Very good. Uh, You've just started very recently as the Hearst UK CEO, having previously been the Chief Revenue Officer of Trinity Mirror. Before that, you also worked for Yahoo and IDS, giving an amazingly full and wholesome experience of lots of different media channels, it seems. Absolutely right. I've been privileged enough to work my way around the media industry. There's a few sectors I haven't yet worked at, but uh, <laughs> I've got still to say, time. <laughs> well, don't say that because I think I might have just arrived at my spiritual Where home. You it, fe- oh, it feels very oh, good. Great. It's only it's early days. I'm only yeah. six weeks in, but um, yeah, so far so good. Wonderful uh, to have arrived at Hearst. Well, and amazing that you could find time to come and talk to us when you're so early in, and we really appreciate it. It's a very great pleasure. Now, straight into the questions. Um, you've been brought into the job with a remit to expand the business, including through acquisition. How do you approach this? Have you got an idea of what you're going to buy? Uh, um, well, interestingly, I, mean, I think first and foremost, probably worth saying what a privileged mandate to be to, 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 to have. It's a cool and, job, and isn't it? it's a very cool job. And I think all credit to my bosses in New York to set it out in that way, because mm. clearly. Um, you know, businesses such as ours, great as they are, are under some sort of pre- are under some yeah. pressure, and there's structural change ongoing all around us, and digital disruption is complete, and and and. So we're all aware of of those challenges, but to have a mandate to grow a business yeah. is extraordinarily uh, exciting, and I think you know it genuinely is a bit of a privilege, and to be able to do that, knowing that I have the backing of a business as huge and global and. Mm. wealthy as Hearst is is great now I can't tell you exactly what it is that we're going to buy obviously I've got uh, a, 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 you know some thoughts early as they are um, but there are people such as my team who probably should know a little before your listeners I mean no there's a there's a number of routes we could take okay, dig- um, digital brand. yes I think I think digital is clearly uh, um, and very unequivocally fundamental to our future mm. as it is for most um, quality publishers and Yet it isn't the only mm-hmm. route forward. Uh, and interestingly, um, you know, we're still launching magazines, and that might come as a bit of a that might sound anathema, but mm. we are. You know, we've just recently in the US launched uh, in conjunction with Airbnb, in fact, a new consumer magazine which we have high hopes for. So there's constant. I mean, there's innovation all around us, and not just in digital, in print as well. But I think we've been successful at diversifying our revenues. Mm around Mm. events, around licensing, um, Good Housekeeping Institute is really interesting Mm. from an accreditation point of view, etc. Yeah, I've been for lunch there. Oh, there you go. Well, yes, it is very cool. And um, I do think, though, that we can, maybe with some help, because it can't perhaps all be organic, Mm. we can accelerate some of those those diversification opportunities um so yeah so i too soon to be saying for any you know with any real clarity what it is that we're targeting but um i I think to have that mandate is 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 very very good very good yes Mm. i'm excited by it you've already talked about your bosses but uh david carey who is the president of hearst yes said you are a good cultural fit into hearst because you give credit to your people you're not afraid of complexity and you embrace innovation that's very generous of David. It is. Uh, I like you... being a cultural fit. <laughs> yeah. I'd be, be, be worrying if you weren't. Uh, how would you order those in importance I have to say to that a couple of senior old-timers at Hearst who are now working for you have both said that to me as well. Um, oh, that's very sweet. Mm. Really? Mm. Oh, that's kind mm. of them. Mm. 
Yes. Didn't, and they didn't have to be kind. No, they didn't. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> it's I have a private that, conversation, I, I have but they have both to, said that to me. I mean, by really the way, I've it. been overwhelmed by um, kindness and and a sense of um, you know people seem seem very you know are very generous in their feedback and uh, and uh, yeah. you know I think it's clear what we need to do and I think you know to some extent they've um, you know everyone knows what it is that we've got to do and it just it, you know i think i think my, i think the timing is pretty helpful from my point of view but that is good to hear as far as what da- as far as what david has said and that clearly is kind of him um i mean all these things are true aren't they i mean it's mm. it, it's about the people it's i mean at the end of the day everything starts with the people and people at mediacom as you mm. both are would know this better than anyone because mm. i've always so loved your People first, first deliver results yeah. because I think that goes to the heart of everything. I think it's all about the people, mm-hmm. and if you bring the people with you, mm-hmm. and the people do the right things in terms of exhibiting the right behaviours and you know living the right culture, then everything and anything is possible. In fact, we were talking about this only this morning when I hosted my first you know all staff uh, company meeting, and it was very much one of the themes, which is how we work is almost as important if not more so than what we mm. do because you know it's about the behaviors and the culture and etc so if people are with you then the complexities that we have to mm. um you know that we have to maneuver around and and make sense of become that much simpler somehow um and and less challenging so i think if we you know if the people are right and we clearly have the right people mm-hmm. and they do the right things and i think we're all minded to uh, and we, you know, we recognise that we are mutually supportive, mm-hmm. and you know, we create a supremely collaborative environment that can navigate some of the, you know, some of the more challenging complexities that we have as, as part of our business. Then, you know, everything and anything is possible. So, uh, um, cl- cl- oh, yeah, go on. Well, uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, culture is a really interesting thing, right? It seems to be hot topic at the moment like what does culture what's modern culture look like you've got the Netflix HR document floating around what what does culture mean to you and how do you create a culture and what what, what is a culture because some people it's just drinking together on a Thursday night right well it, yes exactly culture can mean anything but I think culture is around how a company operates and how, how a business operates and how a team of people operates mm-hmm. I mean for me it's about um, you know we, we're cl- I, I'm very very clear about how one should behave and and that's all about you know for me I talk a lot about mutual support and I talk a lot about collaboration and those are the two things that underpin for me any successful team or or business Um, I think it's hard in a in a business such as ours and these are only first impressions but when we're effectively operating 23 brands and have been for a great deal of time in Harper's Bazaar is 150 years old this year and Good Housekeeping is 95 years old etc these are these are established Mm. iconic brands that Mm. span decades and decades in some case centuries when a business has grown up and it's multi well it's a portfolio business Mm. but it's almost it feels a little bit like 23 businesses under one roof rather than each of them have a culture is that what you're coming to? Is there a Cosmo it, culture, a GH culture? There is a bit of that. Squad there culture. is a bit of that. And then there's also there needs to be, doesn't there? There does need to be. And and people would say they work for Good Housekeeping, yeah. probably ahead of saying they work for Hearst because the, the passion pr- point and, and the pride and all these good things that you never, ever want to in any yeah. way, in any sense, diminish. So it's a balance, isn't it? Because mm. at the same time, we do need to create a Hearst mm culture and be proud of mm. the collective not just the single 
entity. Mm. And I think that represents both a fabulous opportunity, but also something to puzzle over and think about and also be very careful about mm. messing with. Because, you know, I was saying this this morning, if, if, we've, if we can mobilise as a thousand people around a common cause you know, a North Star, mm. then that's powerful. Mm. If we are fragmented in our approach, mm. then that's a lot less scalable mm. and a lot less interesting and a lot less impactful. So I think culture can be seen as a very cohesive force mm. for good, but it has to be for good. And some cultures, you know, if it, if sure. it feels forced yeah. and it's not real and it's not authentic and it doesn't, you know... Mm play to people's natural instincts then clearly it will fall short uh, and, and, and fail and i think Absolutely. if there's a secret culture that goes against what you'd like it to be it's very hard to shift as well mm-hmm. so i mean I've, I've seen a lot of businesses yes. try and shift I, I certainly don't think that's a hearst problem from the outside but well it's it can, interesting it, those are the things that, that are the unwritten rules that are really hard to break i think that's right and and, and cultures become cemented mm. and the hardest thing to do ever is mm. change culture mm. but it also is also the most powerful mm. and, and the most rewarding it's the when, most important thing when you get it right what's your biggest challenge james today this week oh crikey okay we're not without challenges yeah. which is great because i tend to think that the bigger the challenge the bigger the opportunity yeah uh, and that's always been true in my career um but I suppose I would answer that in two ways. I'd say the biggest challenge is, a philo- you know, this is almost philosophical, which is how do we safeguard the future of not just Hearst, but all of these fabulous, quality, important, you know, really actually culturally important media businesses? Because, the, you know, we are under pressure. You know, the, yeah. the economic the model is challenged, with, yeah. properly challenged. And... That means, without putting too fine a point on it, that we're in a you know fairly significant scrap, and we need to find an answer. And I think you know I look at you not just because you're Mediacom and I respect you enormously, mm-hmm. but I think we're in this together. Mm-hmm. And there is a, a genuine sense that I have anyway that we you know we've got to watch what we wish for a little bit, and I think clients and advertisers have to as well. So I would say the biggest challenge is how do we create a new because it has to be new it has to be different from we never go back to what we had in the past but we need to create a new and sustainable economic model Mm. which enables advertisers to still benefit from all the great things that context and trusted environments and quality Mm. you know professionally produced content represents whilst being incredibly relevant Mm. and and it's really interesting that because i sort of i think to have a brand like harper's bazaar which is 150 years old but at the same time have one of the leading channels on Snapchat in Cosmopolitan yeah. is really interesting. Yeah. We do straddle two worlds, yeah. but we're struggling. And, and, and Cosmopolitan does so well. It's the biggest channel on Discover because it's extremely relevant. And mm. the reason it's relevant is because we understand mm. totally what our readers and users mm. are interested in mm. and passionate about and, 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 and we super serve mm. that millennial audience. But it's really hard to monetize yeah. and make sufficient revenue from to sustain Mm. a fabulous content creating business Mm. so that's i mean that's what i suppose the biggest challenge is it's not my biggest challenge it's the industry's biggest challenge Mm. um and i guess together we find a way of working it out and without wishing to be complacent but definitely as a genetic optimist i believe we will and i actually believe that again without being complacent in any sense i do think there is a correction to be had and a pendulum swing that we will Mm. see Mm. Mm. as 
people like you mm. gravitate back towards the lighthouses, mm. you know, the diamonds, the, the rubies in the dust, as I call them, um, that, rep, you know, that, that engage a very valuable audience in a very important way. But I think maybe with different trading models. Yes, agreed. Yes. And, and that's the bit that we need to work out. Couldn't agree. And I, I couldn't agree more. And actually, I think we need to think about, you know, we, I've been talking recently about a, a trust quotient mm. and, and thinking about, you know, we, clearly mm. the onus is on us to demonstrate what's that, what the value well, what's of that that's is. Worth? But also, you know, paying for audiences in the old ways is going to go it needs to be recalibrated. I indeed, think. indeed. And, and, and again, I think we have a, arguably a God-given opportunity, a once-in-a-lifetime, as we move our currency, as we move yeah. our, our measurement, yeah. you know, from NRS to PAMCO, which, mm. it, which you know, provides us with a, us, news brands and magazines together with, you know, a new metric, mm. which is genuinely deduplicated mm. and cross-platform. More granular. More, you know, Obviously, it's up for us to, well, you know, working with you and your planners as to how we, you know, but that could be yeah. a moment in time which represents a significant opportunity for both of us, perhaps. Mm. And I think the, you know, the, the, the job, as I would see it, is to, is to find a way of doing so. Mm. I think you sort of answered the next question which we had was, do you think we're going to see a resurgence in professional, authoritative, curated content online? I think... I actually do. Yes. I actually do. I think I think the proliferation of media through social and the fragmentation, the atomization of content is a prob- is problematic. I, I do genuinely think it represents a longer term challenge for advertising mm. generally. And I think, again, without being blasé about it, I think there will be a correction. I mean, our our brilliant journalists, and they are. Mm phenomenal your editorial content i mean it means as much to a 14 year old 15 year old 16 year old today as it did 30 years ago 40 years ago i mean and that's how my daughters i see how my daughters consume our content not easy to have done that it's it's a shining light i think well it's interesting isn't it good housekeeping 95 years old is as relevant now for 40 plus year old women as it was 90 years ago and similarly you know blah 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 it's the business model that's changed it's the business model but it's interesting isn't it as 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 media proliferates and as digital becomes the preferred platform for consumption Mm. so you know snacking short form Mm. becomes ever more you know that the long form beautifully crafted content is deemed to be less interesting less important less valuable but my own personal view is actually the way that people lean back and treat themselves with something that you still sell mag- magazines we, we well, sell yeah. five million magazines a month we have a look it's at the truth. amazing you have a look five at million in the uk in the only UK, that's amazing well, five million at, that's incredible and I, you have a look at the resurgence of vinyl that's not that's not just a trendy Shoreditch thing. Like those numbers are, are made from people around around the UK because they like the story of the content as well. They like the feeling and the authority that that, and that's obviously in the magazines. And you see it with books as well. I always um, think of programmatic as those like having a Kindle. Like you can have a thousand books with you, and you can bring them digitally with you, but you end up sort of bit reading everything. Whereas if you have one book, one brilliant book that you take and you love, and you've got this amazing feeling thing. You love it, and that's why Waterstones is going up, and Kindle sales are going down, and that, that, that has to be the same in the magazine market. Exactly, I do, I, do, I do believe so, and you know, in fact, our bigger, our biggest brands have seen a year-on-year increase. Amazing, 
in magazine yeah, brilliant. distribution, in brilliant circulation. Yeah. Biggest. I love it. Going up. Which is fascinating, isn't it's it? Brilliant. Now, we reach far more people digitally, of course. Yes. We reach 15 yeah. million yeah. people yeah. a month and, and then you've via got your our digital platforms. As well. And I think, you know, people go to your events, they see the just the, the feeling of kind of almost like it's a safe space and, and, mm. and is, for, yeah. for people with those passions and those passion points yeah. and they range don't they from Esquire to GH well the Esquire townhouse is an extraordinary event but so is the, is the country living fairs yes. we, had, we yes. hosted one the week yeah. before last at Alexander Palace and you know it's extraordinary to see I went to one of those ones <laughs> <laughs> well you should come again Sue you're always very welcome we'll get you to Hampton Court or, or yeah. one, of, one, one of the forthcoming ones but you know the fact is we do, um, we do yeah. fashion Fest for Cosmo, we do Woman of the Year for Harper's Bazaar. I mean, we do these amazing events, and the reason we're I so successful. More Cosmo red, I think. <laughs> well, I think we, I think we should have you at Claridge's for um, our Harper's Bazaar event in October, personally. But um, so I think, I, I, you know, the fact that we have such a successful events business, which doubled in size in the last mm. year, mm. is because we have trusted brands. Yeah, and we have mm. brands that mean something. And then that's to individuals paying. Paying good money for tickets to come along. Our and events sell out in. in minutes. Yeah, it's, it's a bit like an Ed Sheeran concert. It's turning into an advert. Let me let me let let me let me move on and say what I mean. It's it, you know you're five five six weeks in. Yes. It, weird thing to say. Yeah, I mean, what's next yeah. for you? I mean, well, what's next for me is I have to make a success of my role. Mm. I mean, full stop. Hundred day plan. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yes, and it's well on. It's well on the way of being fully developed, but. Um, Yes, I mean, it, it, there's lots on, on the horizon for us and there's lots on the horizon for me because I quite like continuing to develop. Um, so there's also, you know, I'm, I'm not sure of things to be getting on with both, in, <laughs> yeah, my, no, sure. both in my professional life and my private life, actually. I mean, that sounds a bit... bit That's a bit of an open-ended... Yeah. Well, no, no, well, well, tell I, us. I, no, God, no, I'd like to be a bit fitter than I am, <laughs> and I'd like to, you know, the, the, friends and family are very important to me, so it's, uh, you know, there's lots going on. Sure. I'm busy, okay. busy. Yeah, sure, it's all sure, good. Sure. No, goodness me, nothing I want to come <laughs> out about. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> uh, we're on to the questions we <laughs> ask everybody. Space. Yeah, m- moving on. Uh, is what advice would you give to someone just starting their career in our business? Okay, um, I think anybody starting their career in this business is fortunate, as I was all those many years ago, because it's a brilliant business, a wonderful industry, and it's as, yeah. it, it's as fascinating now, I think, with as many opportunities you know, represented within it as there ever was. I guess it's the same, it's the old adage, isn't it? Be kind, work hard, put yourself out there. It's still a relationship-based mm. business, you know, and be very mindful of that. And the relationships you'll make in the next few years, I would suggest, will you know stand you in great stead for the next three decades. So and that's not a political game thing. No, it's God, just, no. It's just they're the enablers. Yes, this is the line, a, the, right? yes, yes. Be be sociable, but look after each other and yeah. stay curious because there's so much happening all the time, and our world is developing at such a rate. I saw, I always worry. I talk a lot about personal development when I'm talking to my team because if you're not developing, you're in the wrong yeah. company. Life. or industry or life yes yes yeah. and, I, and I think you know there are still people that don't realize just how fast everything's oh, yeah. moving yeah. and you know unless you stay interested and curious I think you know everything will pass you by very quickly Absolutely. but be kind I like that be kind, be kind. goodness nice me the world's built on kindness um, my, my favorite question um, if you were a genie what five commonly available objects would I have to put in a magic circle to summon you James which I might well need to do 
Wow. So, so I need to be able to get hold of these things. These aren't like, you know, a personal book that someone signed. This is... Well, you would have to put, you would have to have my friends and family. You'd have to have my family in there for a start. Nope. No, no, I can't. I can't. I can't get hold of them. It's so got for to me, be... it might be Jaffa cakes. But I struggle uh... to get hold of them sometimes as it happens. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, mind happened... you, given how many friends James has in the industry, Not oh, that's very I could that. probably no okay. <laughs> yeah, that's very sweet. So I would. Uh, it would ha- fine wine would have to register. Okay. Mm. Any particular specific? Well, it was a good a good bottle of red. Okay. A Bordeaux, probably. Bordeaux. Okay. Yes, cool. wonderful. Lovely. But if I'm really honest, I'm not that fussy. I've got a nice collection of wine, and uh, I work my way through it hmm. at regular intervals. Um, you'd probably have to put good food in there because I'm a foodie, and I love you know I eat too much. And favourites? Uh, oh, I'm, dish I'm that I can get hold of a, a, a good hot curry. Good I'm hot very curry. fond okay. of. Good. Good. Yes, but I'm not fussy. I, I yeah. like sweet things yeah. as well. I'm a okay. chocoholic, hmm. so chocolate would probably have to be in there. Right. Uh, any kind of chocolate or uh, uh, milk? Chocolate. Yeah, milk. Pot, yeah, milk. yeah. Green and blacks would help. Would be helpful. Okay. Good. Thank you. That will keep me going. Mm. Lifetime supply. That would be great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm only summoning you. For and how about some good music while we're about it? What would you like? Uh, well, I'm going to show my age here, yeah. but um, I was a bit of a punk rocket back in the day. So, Good. you know, the Damned and the Clash and, the, you mm. know, w- w- would be great. Okay. And then moving, we'll move through the gears yep. um, up to Airborne Toxic Event, a slightly more uh, recent um, addition to my... Uh, mm. Do you have a favourite Clash song? Uh, no, I have many, many, many favourite songs. Uh, Guns of Brixton, probably. Oh, yeah. Just for the bass line. Good. Very good. Let's fight one more. Am I allowed another one? Yeah, yeah you've yeah. got five. Yeah, you've got five. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, stick a phone in there, will you, so I can stay in yeah. touch? Okay. Favourite book? That could be book that you reread or book that you give away to people, business book. Oh, book. goodness me. That's an interesting one. And I don't uh, – this is a, a shameful thing to say, but I don't read at no. the moment. No. I haven't re- – I've been very, very busy, and I haven't have found yeah. much time to read. I guess when I, when I did and when I will yeah. – I'm quite eclectic. I do read, you know, everything from Bill Bryson and Page Turners on the Beach through to classics. And mm. um, do I have a favourite? I love I love Mitch Albom. That's a bit soft centred, but I like him as an author. Um, I like I love Orwell, and I've read Orwell countless times. Specific book? Oh. Just one book? I love 1984. 1984. I think it's brilliant. Very good, and just as relevant today as it Oh, for sure. The one that starts the clock struck 13. Yeah. Exactly. Particularly with what's happening around the world Absolutely. right now. <laughs> oh, my goodness yeah. me. How, if how clever yeah, right. was that man? Foresight. Yeah. Uh, so there's going to be a film made about your life. Um, oh, who, my goodness who me. Who <laughs> do you choose to play you in, a, in, your, in the film about your life? Um, I well, it would be wonderful if it was somebody that would t- you know, someone like Brad Pitt or somebody you know. <laughs> but clearly, <clears throat> that's never going to happen. Probably Gerard Depardieu. Great, big yeah. nose, <laughs> fat. I think, I think I think he could carry you off. Just yeah. okay, um, Gerard. If we were to give you a billboard, yeah. where would you put it, and what would it say? Okay. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. You're, You're allowed to yeah. cough. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, <clears throat> probably a bit self-indulgent. Yeah. Um, I think I would go for the biggest billboard in in the probably Piccadilly. Yeah, circus. circus. Yeah. And if it was all right with you, and you might have to help me with this, I would promote my wonderful brands. Wonderful. Yeah. That's lovely. That's lovely. 
And the final question that you can't prepare for, we have this box from the wonderful School of Life. Um, they've got loads of free advertising now. They have got loads of Goodness me, uh, what is this? These are 100 questions. It's unbelievable. Alan, if you're listening, give us some money. I've got three questions. Picked at random. Picked at random, but filtered to make sure they're not about, like, whether your parents loved you enough or something. Because some of them are a little bit edgy. Oh, wow. Uh, So, not that. that. So, if you could pick one. I'll have this one then. Pick pick a card, any card. card. Read Read it out. Read it out and answer it. What do you fear might happen if you visited a career therapist? Interesting. Well, uh, do you want me to answer that? Yes, please. Um, (laughs) Well, this, I mean, I, I, I fear nothing. Which is a re- I mean, no, I don't that's know. Right. I, I actually don't fear. I, I would love to go and see a career therapist. I never have. Yeah. And maybe that's my, you know, to my eternal discredit. You've had but a reasonable career. I've had a reasonable career. I've had an extraordinary amount of fun along the way. Yeah. I feel very privileged. And I, I couldn't feel luckier. Got a cool job. A fabulous job. Um, yes, I don't feel I need to go and see a career therapist. If I'm honest, I wouldn't fear it. Though it's great. It's great. It's wonderful. Very good. Thank you very much. James, thank thank you, you very much. much. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me.